Hello, and welcome to the Conrad Life Report for Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. Uh, I always have dates running around in my head, and so I always remember that July 13th, uh, 1985, is the day that we moved from Cincinnati. Well, the day we left Cincinnati, and then uh, when I was a kid. And I went and spent the rest of the summer in Mexico. And then we moved to Connecticut by the end of the following month. But also, it was the day that we did this was the day of Live Aid. And I was very bummed that I was going to be in transit all day and missing Live Aid. And we flew to Dallas in the morning and then flew to Brownsville. I can't remember which airport. There's three down there. And over many trips to Mexico, I've flown through all of them when I was a kid. But... There's uh, Brownsville, McAllen, and the big one, the big one in quotes, is uh, Harlingen. Uh, but anyway, flew to Brownsville, and by dinner time, we were in our hotel, probably some like Holiday Inn or something. And I turned on the TV. I guess it would be MTV, and I remember it was. I think it was George Thorogood that is who was on. I should actually look up and see what time he went on to make sure my memory is serving me correctly. But anyway, July thirteenth. 1985 and I have one friend who was at Live Aid and that is my friend Sam who used to live um here in the neighborhood and she is now back in London but she was at Wembley the Wembley part of Live Aid uh which is pretty amazing so anyway July 13th wait is it the 13th yeah <laughs> all of that would have been for nothing um but it's been a long time since the last episode uh basically because I just never found the time to sit down and do this and I should have done it even when I thought there was nothing to talk about or when I only had like 10 minutes, but then it gets to be so long and now I have a lot to talk about and a lot of cool stuff to talk about because I have actually done some cool things since quote unquote society is opening up up and school is out, um, which means we've actually gone some to some places. But anyway, well, let's see. Looking at my notes, uh, I think since the last episode, well, first of all, we went to the beach for the first time this year. We went to Jacob Reese uh, in Queens, which is also known as the People's Beach, which also is kind of connected to Breezy Point, and the Long Beach eventually is also Rockaway Beach. It's all technically Rockaway Beach, but the part that's known as Rockaway Beach is uh, maybe a little bit down because that's where our, um, the bars are or whatever, but... Um, we went to the beach, and I love the beach, and so does Oliver, and it was super fun. And that's something we could do very easily because now we have the car, and we didn't have to either depend on my brother and sister-in-law for a ride or do a zip car or anything like that. So we went to the beach. Um, let's see. had a day off last month, and I spent it with Oliver, who had a day off from school, and we just drove over to Red Hook and then brought his scooter and we scooted around several parks. We went to Pier 44 Community Water Garden, whatever, tiny hidden thing behind Steve's Key Lime Pie, and that was great. Um, Then we went over to the Ikea Park, Erie Basin Park, and then then the actual Red Hook Park. And um, we brought Oliver's bike too. Yeah, that's what we brought his bike too. And then um, he... Yeah, he rode his bike around, um, but this was when he was still learning, so he was balance biking it, so he, we took the pedals off, Julie took the pedals off, um, so that's how he was kind of learning to ride a bike for a while, and then 
I'm going out of order here, but skipping to the big news, which is two days ago on Sunday, we Julie put the pedals back on the bicycle and we took him to Bush Clinton Playground in Red Hook and he just started going right away. There wasn't even any hesitancy. He got on the bike and he started pedaling and boom, he was riding his bicycle. So it was pretty great. And I remember while we were watching it, I was just thinking in my head, I was like, this is a major milestone and I'm experiencing it right now. It's kind of like other big things where, um, I don't know, graduations, although I was too young to even think like that. But uh, when I got married, I was thinking like, this is a big day. (laughs) This is that big day. And when Oliver was born, I thought the same thing. And then now with this bike riding, I was thinking that on Sunday, I was just thinking like, here it is, is like the day he learned to ride a bike. Um, So that was the big news from this week. So now I'm going to skip back to last month. Um, So on Father's Day, the cool thing was that like on Friday night of Father's Day weekend, I was told what my present was, which is um, Julie booked a day, like basically eight hours of an eight hour block in a room at the TWU hotel, TWA hotel at JFK. Which, if you don't know, it is they made a hotel out of the old TWA terminal, which is the old uh, used to be called the TWA terminal. Then it became Terminal Five in the '90s and aughts when they numbered, they introduced a numbering system to the terminals at JFK, and uh, and um, it is it was designed by Eero Saarinen, um, and it is beautiful. It's that white curvy building, and Catch Me If You Can was filmed there famously. Um, so it, ha- it consists of a main hall and then two tubes that go out in like if, it, if it's like a clock, you know, if we're describing this as in terms of like a clock directional way, uh, two tubes emanate from the structure at 10 o'clock and 2 o'clock. And they used to go to two terminal wings, concourses, but now they go to two newly built um, hotel buildings and they're each six stories tall and they occupy the footprint um, between the old TWA terminal, which is kind of inland, so to speak, in the JFK terminal city, and then between the hotel, on the outskirts of the hotel, on the outer edge is the road and like the new terminal, which is like the JetBlue terminal. Um, so it's kind of sitting right in the middle of the roadway network, and it's gorgeous. And we went to the pool as soon as we checked in. And it, there's an infinity pool. It's like only like three feet deep, but it's very wide. It's it's not like deep in terms of like um, length and width. It, it's maybe, well, hard to gauge. I'm terrible at this. 20 feet deep and then like, you know, 100 feet long or something. And it overlooks the JetBlue terminal. And um, specifically, it overlooks runways 422. Um, I guess it technically closest it overlooks runway 22 right four left um so it's amazing i loved it and it's very stylish and i i love commercial aviation and i also love mid-century design like most people think most people love mid-century design not most people love aviation but i do um so i had a great time and you know after a while we explored everything there's a an old lockheed constellation plane that's out on the small piece of tarmac that belongs to the hotel footprint and you can it's a it's a cocktail bar and you can go into up the steps into the airplane 
And even when there's no service, because it technically opens at 4 p.m., you can just walk in. It's really amazing. You walk out the door of the hotel, you walk across airport tarmac, and you walk up the steps into this plane that's just open for you to walk into. And the hotel is like open to the public. So you can go out to JFK, walk into this hotel. You don't have to check in or do anything. You can hang out there. And you can even walk through the main hall and go out onto the tarmac um, and walk into this plane and just sit there. And no one was there for the 10 minutes we just sat in there looking around. Um, It's so cool. And then you can poke your head into the cockpit. It's walled off. Not walled off. It's like roped off. But you can, you know, stick your head in. And this nice little touch, they have audio. They have the live um, tower audio chatter from JFK going in the cockpit. It's just well done. Just nice little touches like that. And we had a great time. And we ended up leaving like a few hours early because oh, there was not much else to do. You know, it's still a hotel. And like if you're not actively doing anything and you're not going to stay there the next that night, you know, there's no reason. It felt kind of silly to sit there and relax without doing anything. So we'd had our fill and we drove back to Brooklyn. But that was a great Father's Day. Um I had, a, I had a good time. Um, and then let's see, the last day of school was on June 25th. Oliver f- completed second grade, and it was very nice and emotional, and I'm going to miss his teachers, who were incredible. Um, we'll see them around the school, of course, but they won't be his teachers next year, um, unless something weird happens, and one of them decides to go to third grade. But um, Oliver had a successful year, given everything, and yeah, they really crammed a lot of the curriculum curriculum into the last two months when the kids were in school most of the time and they said they were going to do it and they did and I feel like Oliver actually learned what he was supposed to learn in second grade so I have no complaints and really I just feel relief and gratitude um, to the school and the teachers and let's see and then the school ended oh yeah and so the this day after school ended we got on the road and did our first ever road trip so we went away for 10 days i think it was nine or 10 days and we drove to cincinnati that was the idea was to go spend a week in cincinnati um at my house at my parents house which is only my mom lives there now of course and um and since i didn't want to subject them my like julie and oliver or me to a 10 hour at best drive um we decided to spend the night in pittsburgh which is halfway there and none of us had ever been there and it was great so we stayed in the ac hotel which is a marriott chain kind of like a small designy <laughs> chain downtown and we love the hotel oliver loves hotels just like we do he loves all the whole like you know thing about travel checking in being in a new room for a day um so we had a great time. We didn't do too much. They didn't do anything. They kind of just stayed in the room. I did. We did drive around the city a bit at like 930 when the sun went down, but um, we didn't do too much. Um, and yeah, the next morning I went for a run across many of the bridges downtown in Pittsburgh and had a great time. And then we drove to Cincinnati, drove down 79 to 70 and then drove 70 west uh, we stopped in Wheeling, West Virginia, because it's such a unique, weird, off-the-beaten-path place. It's total Appalachia. Um, I think it's really cool-looking. 
and then we stopped at Buckeye Lake, which is now known as Legend Valley, a music venue in Hebron, Ohio, although apparently they redistricted it, re, they redid something municipally, and now it's technically in Thornville, Ohio. Um, but we stopped there because I, I saw several dead shows there, and it is just a place of great fondness I'm very fond of. Um, so I just stopped and took some pictures, and I filled up the car with gas at the BP gas station, which is, I mean, pick, it's it's real rural. You get off the highway, and it's like there is the BP station. That's kind of it and just beautiful farmland. And so that BP station was in between the parking lots, which were fields, um, and the venue, which is also a field, but across the road. And the BP was right next to was right in between. So pre-cell phone days at, at these dead shows at Buckeye Lake, you know, BP was where you would meet your friends. It was the easiest place. You would just say, we'll meet at BP at three o'clock. And that's what we did. So it felt crazy to put gas in the car and just sit there and be all nostalgic and look around. And it was a beautiful sunny day, just like it would have been at, well, at two of the three Buckeye Lake shows I went to. One of them was was um, famously a very rainy show. But um, so that was great. And then we got to Cincinnati and hung out with my mom all week, obviously. We saw my sister and her family several times. They came over. We went over to their house. Uh, we saw Brian um, and Beth and their kids several times. Uh, the first time was we went to Putz's Creamy Whip, which is one of the classic Cincinnati dairy ice cream bars, soft serve dairy bars around town. And this is kind of a famous one. I don't really know why, but the quality is great. Oh, I think it's famous because Nick Lachey from 98 Degrees tweets about it and did something about it. But even beyond that, it, it's locally very famous. And so we met there on the first day and then went over to his house for a shared birthday celebration because his birthday is Brian's birthday is the day after mine. And we're we used to celebrate birthdays together before the national was always gone at this time of year. Um, but they are obviously not touring this summer. So we got to spend our birthdays together. And that was fun. And saw Pete and Roth and the gang, and yeah, just a good time. And we got pizza from a place called Ramundo's, which is in Mount Lookout Square, and I thought the pizza was pretty good. And that's about it. Um, did we do anything else? Oh yeah, on my actual birthday, uh, Julian Oliver and my mom and I went to the art museum, which is a beautiful art museum, and it's in a beautiful park kind of overlooking the river near downtown and Cincinnati Art Museum. It's in Eden Park, and we went there, and it was great. And I didn't realize it's free. Um, like, it, some foundation pays for it, but admission is fee, free, which is great. And uh, then we went up to my sister's house, and they have an above-ground pool, which was a COVID pandemic purchase. And it's just like this above-ground pool in their driveway, back driveway. Um, so Oliver went swimming, and um, I walked up the street to Oakley Square, where there is a store called Meta Modern Music, and it's run by this guy named JC, who is the cousin of my friend Meg here in Brooklyn. Meg Later, who is a um, editor at Penguin Random House Viking, and um, she's from Cincinnati, and her cousin has a store, which is a record shop slash um, head shop slash um Grateful Dead store and it is awesome <laughs> kind of place I would go into once a week if I lived in the neighborhood at least and I talked to JC in there for a bit and his dad was there too and that was fun then I walked back to my sister's house 
Oliver was still swimming, so I got in the car and I drove to Mad Tree Brewing, which is a about a two-minute drive from the house, um, about like quarter of a mile down Madison Road, and I sat and had a beer, and I bought myself a bottle of beer, like of Saison, to bring back to New York. And um, then that night, I went to the Reds game with Brian and Pete and Roth, and there was a bit of a rain delay, so we went to the Christian Moorline Bar house beer restaurant across the street from the ballpark then we went into the game brian and i took our annual photo in front of the state of ohio hamilton county plaque which is kind of a cornerstone i guess of the building it's it acts as the cornerstone um, but it's this like brass plaque and we started taking pictures in front of it like eight or nine years ago um but this is like our fifth one i think we've done and then we went to the game. We, we sat up in the upper deck behind home plate, and it was a beautiful, ominous summer evening in the Ohio River Valley. And all of a sudden, we could see lightning in the clouds that were darkening over the Kentucky hills, and it got closer and closer. And then by the bottom of the fifth inning, we were like, let's get out of here. And it just started pouring rain, like as hard a rain as you can just, you know, imagine. And uh, Roth, I had picked up Roth at work, so I we went back to my car, and we were both drenched, and I drove him back to Mount Auburn, and then I, I made it home barely to my parents' house, and it was just, it's one of those things where it's raining so hard, you're going slow, and you don't even know what's going on, and there's random huge puddles everywhere. Quite a night, but um, I do love summer Midwestern storms. And um, that's basically the whole trip. Um... And I worked remotely half the time, and that was fine and fun and convenient. Great that we can do this remote working, I mean. And um, yeah, and then on Saturday the 3rd, we headed back to Pittsburgh for a stop on the way back. And I went to the Pirates game at PNC Park against the Brewers. And PNC Park is usually ranked like the best, prettiest stadium in baseball. And I don't argue with it. It's great. It's just got this picturesque view of of downtown Pittsburgh and like these yellow bridges the um they call them the three sisters bridges uh, Clemente Bridge Andy Warhol Bridge Rachel Carson Bridge and as you can imagine for a not very good team in a small market it was not crowded and it was great and it was fun and easy going and I loved it and then that I got back to the hotel Oh, yeah, beer-wise, I had an IC Light, which seems like a mass-marketed beer somehow, but it's very local and Pittsburgh-y, so, and they come in these big 24-ounce cans, so it was like two beers in one, basically. Um, IC, meaning Iron City. Yeah, so after the, I, I left the game probably in the eighth inning, walked back across the bridge, back to the hotel, about a 10-minute walk, and um, then Julie and Oliver and I got in the car, and we drove to the Strip District about half a mile away and got ice cream at a place called Clavons or Clavons. I think Clavons. Then we drove to this neighborhood called Millvale or Milldale. I can't remember, which is a, I guess now, um, happening hipstery neighborhood of like a formerly kind of derelict neighborhood, um, with a lot of small, like row houses and a little canal running through it. And I stopped at this place called Grist Mill and got a, it's a brewery and they had a happening little outdoor scene, actually a big outdoor scene, and I bought a four-pack of beer and took it back to the hotel. I had one as Oliver was falling asleep, and then the next day we got up. I went for another long run, a five-mile run through more bridges um, through Pittsburgh. 
and then we went to the Heinz History Center, which is next door to our hotel, and it's like the History Museum of Pittsburgh, and um, kind of famous for, well, it's just a cool little history museum, and it has the Western Pennsylvania Sports Hall of Fame or whatever, but so it had good memorabilia for the Pirates, Steelers, etc., but it also famously has uh, all the Mr. Rogers stuff, because that's from Pittsburgh, Mr. Rogers, and Fred Rogers, and all that, so got to see the castle, the treehouse, the trolley, uh, Mr. Rogers' various cardigans, and sneakers, and the puppets, and it was really great, and we just did that, because it was next door to the hotel, and we thought, let's just go in there for an hour before we get on the road, and had a pretty easy drive back to New York, and that was our trip, and I must say, it was a bummer to be back, um, we just had an easygoing time, in easygoing cities, and it was kind of a hard landing to come back to the city. I don't know. But anyway, I guess that's coming back from vacation is always hard. But anyway, that was the big trip. That was the big, that was the month. Um, We may go back to Cincinnati before school starts because we had such a good time. Julie brought that up and we would do the same thing. Just go to Pittsburgh, go to Cincinnati, and then go to Pittsburgh and back to New York. Um, We'll see. And let me see. I'm looking at my notes. What neighborhood things happened? Um, still awaiting the opening of Baby Luke's, the Lucali Pizza <laughs> Slice Joint on the corner of Court Street in first place. Um, it has had its like um, outdoor seating, branded, painted outdoor seating up for a month now, and more than a month, and still nothing. But they have been making pizzas in there, so we'll see when it opens. Any day now, I would hope. Um, let's see, had some friends in out, in from out of town visiting, um, visiting New York. Uh, my friend Skippy, Jack McFadden and Courtney, his wife and his kids, uh, were in town. Uh, Skippy, for those of you that remember Brooklyn in the aughts, he was the founding booker at Union Hall, and then he was the founding booker at the Bell House, and then he was the founding booker at the Rock Shop. All of which is why Taka Taka and various other things I was involved with played many shows at Union Hall and the Bell House um, and the Rock Shop. Actually, Taka was the very first band to play the Bell House. Um, we were in there for a week, the week before opening, and we, they asked us to like just play and rehearse while they set up the sound system. So we spent a couple of nights just literally practicing, but on their stage while Jeff Stoltz, um, our friend and also... Bellhouse sound person was um, just setting up the sound system there. And then there was a private opening night of the Bellhouse the night before the opening. And some big names played, and I can't remember who, but I do remember that Carl Newman played as AC Newman solo. But as we were friends with Phil, who's Carl and the new pornographer's producer, um, and Skippy was friends with him too, uh, Phil asked me to play percussion with Carl and then I was there and I was tipsy enough to ask if Brian Devendorf who I was there with could play too so yeah so we played I played drum set I think and Brian played percussion and I remember we played use it the new pornographer song and we played miracle drug I think the AC Newman song so that was the party and then the first night of the bell house the next night which was the first official night open to the public was the mugs Taka Taka, Robbers on High Street, and someone else. But Taka played first, and the first song I remember was Fever, and I remember counting us in. So, yeah, officially the first band to ever play there was us, and the first song ever played at the Bell House was our song Fever. Um, 
So anyway, Skippy was in town. We went to Henry Public, me and him and um, our friend Pete, and Howard showed up too. I tipped Howard off that we would be there, and uh, we all had a lot to drink, and then at some point I had a tequila put in front of me, which is not good, and it's the first tequila I've had in like two or three years. Yeah, and then things get a little hazy, but that was a good night. And um, <laughs> and then Julie and Oliver and I went over to see them at their house they were staying at in Brooklyn Heights on Saturday, and that was great. And let's see, my friend Kevin Carney is in town, kind of on working on work, but also just kind of visiting. And I saw him at Gowanus Yacht Club briefly on Friday, and then at the at Pig Beach for the Euro final, and that was cool. Our friend Micah, who is still in town, but also still out of town, kind of out of town because he now lives in Putnam County fully full time. He was there, and uh, some other people were there, including um, my friend and boss, Mark Graham, who Kevin um, had invited and none of us knew, so he walked in. I was like, whoa, and we hadn't seen each other since March of 2020, even though we see each other for work reasons on Zoom (laughs) uh, multiple times a week, Uh, so that was awesome, and then yeah, and that's a that was it. And oh, and Gabe, my friend and Taka bandmate, was in town in Brooklyn uh, on Saturday morning and afternoon. So he came by, and we hung out in the basement. And we actually played two songs. He took back his one of his guitars that he's left here, but we played something that he had been kind of writing. I just started playing, and he played along. And then we played the old Taka song. They built you up too fast, which has always been one of my favorites, and um, so that was good to see him too. And that I think is fully catching up. This is also this has probably been the longest episode of this podcast ever. And I'll just go quickly to, I guess I'll do music very quickly. I've been listening to I don't know not too much, but I will say that the Can live album that came out live in Stuttgart, nineteen seventy five is fantastic. It's as great as everyone that I know seems to be saying. <laughs> um, and what else? New His Golden Messenger, uh, Quietly Blowing It. Uh, I listened to that a ton in Cincinnati. That was just on in my car. I would just p- press play when I got in the car. And books. I finished The Ministry for the Future by Kim Stanley Robinson. I don't know if I'd finished it before the last one, but excellent, excellent ecological sci-fi book. And I finished Nothing But a Good Time by Richard Bienstock and Tom Bojour, and it is an oral history of 80s glam and hair metal in L.A., and it is awesome. And I'm right now reading Can't Slow Down by Michelangelo Matos, and it is about 1984, the great year in pop music history, 1984, which I lived through, and I am very happy that the universe allowed me to be a music fan at 10 years old in 1984 because I got to experience all of that, and it was great. And let me look at my notes. Is there anything else I could bore you with? Um, Oh, man, I Get Wild, our Talking Heads band. We played a free show in Bushwick at the Good Life Garden. That was Saturday night. That was for uh, Ray, our drummer, singer, is very involved with the community there, and it was meant to be a looking back and a you know sort of gathering of people that lived through the 77 blackout there, and it was about just um community building and it was really great to play it the rains came and since it's a janky outdoor electrical setup we only played four songs before q curfew came but um i think we were all very happy to have been there and been a part of it and it was a great evening and 
that finally is it, I think. Um, that's all I have to say. And I can't talk anymore. So, yeah. Won't be, um, it won't be five weeks till the next episode. Um, but, yeah. So, I guess signing off. This has been episode, what is it? 66. Get your kicks with episode 66. Um, it is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021. The anniversary of Live Aid and the anniversary of me living leaving Cincinnati when I was a kid. Um, and it is Grace Guys here um, by the window in Carroll Gardens, Brooklyn. And I will talk to you all next time. Take care.